Are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Money and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we have our second ever Faith Friday, talking about the importance of authentic service. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the second ever Faith Friday episode of Figure It Out with James Money, myself, Cal Maxwell. James, we are excited to be back this week. This episode, and then one more, and then the first season is complete. You guys are gassing us up out there with all the Spotify wrapped mm. up 2020 stuff. I mean, Cal and I were blown away with the response we got, and that just shows that Maybe we're putting out some decent content, so right. might as well keep going. Absolutely. It's exciting. It's encouraging, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in, keeping up with us. We made a lot of top five podcast lists this year. That's pretty impressive. I'm kind of more surprised that so many people are listening to pods. I'm, I'm not a big pod person. Yeah. Here I am doing a pod, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprised we have such an audience that's active in the pod world, so yeah. shout out to you guys. Absolutely. Um, well, as we kind of kind of get to wrapping up this year, we wanted to do our second ever Faith Friday episode and share a little bit about what's on our hearts um, and just talk a little bit about our faith and what that plays, um, how that plays into our lives, how it shapes us and um, guides us in all that we do. Um, so, guys, if you're if you're listening and you're not uh, a Christian, again, don't tune us out. Just give it a chance. Give it a listen. Maybe there's some things you can relate to, some questions you have. Hit us up at figured out underscore podcast, fly in the DMs with your faith questions or any questions at all. Um, we'd love to talk about those. So before we get into the meat of the show today, James, you had something that you said has kind of really been on your heart lately that you wanted to share. Yeah, guys, this verse really hits home for me. Uh, been thinking about it a lot more so very recently. Uh, so here it goes. It's from two Kings uh, 24. <clears throat> Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the children. Um, I Just something about it hits home. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? This may be just a me thing, but I think huh. it's it's one of my favorite verses probably. Wow. It's, uh, it's a word of God. Yeah, for the people of God. Yeah, I love that. Um, thank you for that. Any, did you want to elaborate any further on that, or has it just kind of been speaking to you? I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I love that one. I, I have can't say I've come across that one a lot, but okay. I have heard it. Um, uh-huh. So thank, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good basis of understanding for our faith. Um, that's awesome. But uh, as we dive into this episode, um, we are going to be talking about one thing that we think is very important, but oftentimes missed um, in the Christian faith, and that is um, service. Um, so, you know, a lot of times, um, if you guys are familiar with the Bible or hear any Bible stories, we'll, we'll tell some about it here in a second. Um, but Jesus talks a lot about service, right? And loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, I'm going to read a quick excerpt from Luke 10. Um, and this is when uh, an expert in the law asked Jesus um, the greatest commandments. And he says, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And then the guy asks, who is your neighbor? I mean, Jesus goes to tell the story of the Good Samaritan. I mean, he says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. 
and not to be confused with the forty or the bears that mauled those forty three right, children. Right, right, right. This is robbers. Totally yeah. different. Totally different scenario. Um, I think it was one town over. Attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. The priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, was passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Then Jesus asked, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus said, go and do likewise. Um, and, and I think that's a great, great story. Because um, James, I know we've talked about this before, but we see people all the time, a lot of Christians are guilty of it. And, and I want to start by saying this is not necessarily a wrong thing, mm-hmm. but we see people go on a mission trip for a week, right? And post a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And that's a great thing. But if that's all your service looks like, that's yeah. a little concerning, right? I think we're all just hardwired to think more quantitatively um, when it comes to service. Um, check this box, check that, helped out X number of people here. Um, and that, that's just not how it works. Like you help X amount of people, you're going up to the, the good space above. But I just think we're hardwired to, you know, check this box off but i mean it's it's just more it's more of a qualitative situation than any so yeah absolutely and um we'll get into that a little bit but like i said i think that's something that a, a lot of people miss um they think yeah going on a week-long mission trip or you know just throwing some money at the church um gets the job done like you said check those boxes yeah. and again don't get me wrong those are great things um but i, I wanted us to dive into that story a little bit and dive into some points um we've got three steps to authentic and biblical service that we're going to talk about. And we hope that these steps give you guys um, some insight into what um, the Bible talks about when it talks about service and um, how we can kind of you know take our service to the next step. So the first one I want to talk about is compassion to action. A little rhyming scheme going on here tonight that will kind of help, uh, help uh, remember these. Um, and so, you know, in verse 33 of that story of the Good Samaritan, it says the Samaritan came by and he took pity on him, right? He had compassion on the man. Um, and I think a lot of us re- relate to this in a very simple scenario when we've all been driving on the road, especially in Asheville where we're from, large homeless population there, right? You come up to somebody who's got a cardboard sign that says, you know, please help, God bless. Um, and I think we all have been in that scenario where we look at them and, you know, it's kind of an awkward moment when you're at the light and you're stopped. You're like, oh, I either don't have any cash. I don't really give them. What are you going to spend it on? Blah, blah, blah. And... We do have compassion, though. You know, you say, gosh, that would really suck to be in that situation, right? Like, my heart hurts for that person. But either, you know, maybe I can't help them today or I'll just give them a dollar or something like that, right? So there are those moments that we have that compassion and we put that to action. But the question is, how do we get that compassion to action, Mm. right? I'll say real quick, too. um, We heard about this the other day. One of our good buddies is actually um, doing this. But if you ever see some homeless people on the side of the road, Make some go bags mm. um, and go bags real quick. It really could be anything you want, um, but just take some simple um, grocery bags, fill it up with, you know, just essential items that you think somebody might need, um, whether that's non-perishable foods, uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, any kind of grooming products you could think of, um, and then just load up your car with them. Because I know me personally, um, I, I don't carry money on me. Um, I, it comes to that situation where I don't know what to give. 
And I feel mm. like that's kind of a cop out for me and everybody else. Right. Um, but I, I think one of the biggest things um, that comes down to it is just being prepared for the situation. Yeah. Um, but I think that's one thing to do. And I, I guess for me personally too, when I think about um, going back to the Good Samaritan story, um, I guess growing up, speaking about homeless people, um, I know I might run into them and have occasional weird, awkward situations. And it just kind of scared me. Mm. And then growing up, I just felt like it's not that I don't want to help, but I feel like I just need to stay in my lane. Don't jump out and try to help. Like, cause you never, you never know what could happen. And I, I just feel like at a young age, um, but that, that's not a good excuse either. But, but so yeah, it's kind of where my mindset on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think our answer to our question of how do we move compassion to action is hidden within that word compassion there and it's passion. Mm. Um, so I think when you find a need that you're passionate about, so mm. um, Jesus says, um, he, he talks also about how um, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Um, you know, there's a lot of needs out there, right? There's a lot of harvest. What are you passionate about? James, for us, one of our things we're passionate about is, um, you know, kids with special needs, yep. right? So spiritually, we love doing that. We love working with those those kids and young adults, and it just warms our heart, right? So find what you're passionate about. Everybody, I want everybody to stop and think for a second. Think about somebody that has it worse off than you. I know that's crazy to think about, thinking of others first. It's crazy to think about, that's especially wild. in this time. Like, whoa, really? You're going to do that? Mm. Um, I mean, it, it just the list goes on and on. Um, and there's so much you can do, especially during the holiday season. There are so many people that are less fortunate than you. Um, comes, I mean, just comes down to basic needs like food, shelter, family, love, warmth, those kinds of things. There's so many people that don't have those things. Um, a thing I thought of the other day, um, I would hate to be in the hospital during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where I guess my compassion comes into play. Um, I recently had a cyst removed from my neck, um, and I was in the hospital for 30 minutes, and I hated every second of it. That's disgusting. That is very disgusting. Um, but I couldn't imagine overnight being stuck, you know, over the holidays and that, and especially if you're a kid. Um, so for me personally, the thing that keeps my mind off things is toys. The newest toy, the hottest toy. Um, you, you know, you got your Bratz dolls. You got your G.I. Oh, yeah. Joes. <laughs> I'm dating myself at this point. Um, but, but that's something I'm compassionate about. Um, I'd love to get a list of toys together and then just take them around. I know COVID doesn't really necessarily let that, but I'm going to try to find a way. So mm, I love that. I love that. So yeah, guys, find what you're passionate about. Use that to turn that compassion to action. We saw the good Samaritan who took that compassion, turned it into action and made a difference and get creative with it. Yes. A lot of different ways to, to help and, and leave some action. Number two point. And again, we're bringing back a rhyming here, relationship to fellowship. Um, so once you turn that compassion into action, guys, that gives you a chance to build those relationships. First um, Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Um, and I think that's so important for us is that when we give, get into that action phase of, of authentic service, you start to build those relationships and those relationships develop into fellowship where you're living and you're doing life together. Um, and, and one thing that gets a little dangerous is when you get to know somebody's name, um, you know, they no longer are just a statistic or somebody that who is less fortunate than you, but they become human to you, right? Yeah. They become somebody that, that is, is sealed in your heart that you'll never forget about. Um, I think one story for me that really sticks in my heart from Spirit League is, uh, James, we toyed with the idea of moving to Austin, Texas. We toyed with it for sure. We're toying with it right mm -hmm. now, even. Um, 
And so I posted a, a story on my Instagram, like joking around, like, should we move to Austin, Texas? And one of our spirit leaders slid in my DMs and he said, please don't leave us, Coach Cal. <laughs> and it just absolutely broke my heart. Um, that was my boy, Lucas, um, that said that. Um, but, you know, once you build those relationships, once you see how much you care for one another, once you have fellowship and you're doing life together, it becomes so dangerous because you find it hard to leave that, you know? I mean, that should be a, an award. I mean, that should be more than enough to fill your cup, to keep doing those things. I mean, that that's a massive award right there. Um, same on the Spirit League topic for me. Um, it's I, I can think of this one girl um, who couldn't even lift a basketball in one of our first sessions. Um, and to see how far she came um, up until today even, um, she, she's draining buckets. Mm. which is just crazy. And, that, and that, that's only on the physical level, which obviously is the easiest to spot out. Um, but just emotionally and socially too, some of these kids, how, I mean, it, it's just crazy how they interact with each other. And some of them have come so far. And that, that is so freaking cool to see. So yeah. And um, just such a big part of our lives too. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. Um, so yeah, a relationship to fellowship guys. Once you get to know those names, it's a game changer. You're going to start doing life together and you're going to keep coming back that part of the service um so finally number three again another rhyme scheme going on here longevity to prosperity um galatians 6 9 tells us and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up um, I, I think one of the most important and crucial parts of service is consistency mm. um, so when you are in in it for the long haul you have that longevity of your service that is when you really start to see the impact coming, right? Like, so Spirit League, we started with 10 athletes our freshman year of college, right? We've been in it for several years now. We've had over 200 athletes impacted. It has been a life-changing thing to see, and it's the organization's prospering, mm -hmm. right? And so for me, that consistency is so important. When you guys find what you're passionate about, you build those relationships, and then you are constantly and consistently giving your times your efforts, even your finances to that cause, it, it's a game changer. And I, I guarantee too, um, you know, the more you do it, the more whatever you get involved with, the easier it will become. Mm. And so at first you probably, whether it's Spirit League or not, you're going to be checking off those boxes. Like I said earlier, hardwired quantitatively to think about stuff. So you're going to be checking off, okay, I've met with them. I've met with the kids this time. I met with them this time. Um, but soon enough, once the consistency plays in the key, you're going to stop checking off those boxes you, because you completely forgot about it. Like, no no longer do numbers mean anything to you. Mm -hmm. You're just in it for the enjoyment, in it for the fellowship, and you just have that compassion. So, Yeah, and, and, and I think even if we go back to our Good Samaritan story, we see the longevity and the consistency uh, of care that, that the Good Samaritan gave um, to, to the man who was injured. And it says um, that he gave out um, two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, look after him. When I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. He didn't just help him in that one moment. He was helping to prepare to help for the long haul, you know. Um, so it's not always just a one-time thing. And again, those are great moments, right? And you should continue to do this. You should continue to do those short mission trips, whatever it is. But at the same time, I really encourage people to find that area that they're passionate about they can be consistent in. Got to be thinking eternal, people. Mm. Yeah, we always talk about things that have eternal value, guys. Yeah. And, and I want you to think about your weeks because I guarantee you if we cut out some time, even if it's an hour a week, right, that you take out, you know, some TV time, some phone time, some just chilling time, right, 
and you put that towards service one hour a week, that's not a whole lot, but it is consistent, right? Think about the impact you can have from, because again, consistency is a key. I guarantee you could find time in there. I mean, just take minus, you know, an hour every day of listening to Instagram um, or scrolling through Instagram or even better yet, you know, take out the time from listening to our pod. We've been doing this for 500 minutes. We're just two goons here. Mm. You know, put us down and get out there. <laughs> well, and then, well then maybe, maybe, maybe us, not. We, yeah, we we'll want to pick back up after. Yeah, yeah, pick us back up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you're exactly right. Um, definitely encourage you guys to get out there and do that. Um, and so, guys, this is, like I said, this is just something that's really, it, we find super important, but something that is often missed um, in the Christian faith. And I think, Sometimes that can even lead to, to negative views of Christianity. It's because it's like these Christians are supposed to be people who are loving, who are caring, who are serving. And oftentimes we don't see great representations of that. There are great representations out there. Um, and we want to encourage you guys who are listening who are Christians to be those great representations. And also for those um, who are not Christians to just explore what service looks like in your life. And then, um, you know, maybe through that, see what God has to say, what the Good Samaritan story has to say about that. Um, and I think you'll definitely find some great stuff in there. Um, so guys, again, want to encourage you guys, again, find that compassion, find what you're passionate about, turn that into action, find that thing that really just pulls on your heartstrings, right? And then from there, once you have that action, take those relationships, turn that into fellowship where you're doing life together, you're getting to know each other. It's no longer just a service project. It becomes part of your life, part of your heart. And finally, when that happens, your longevity service is going to turn into prosperity for you, for the people you're helping, for the organizations you're helping. It's a game changer. We're on absolute fire out Good there. Good Lord. God, the mics are about to explode. Um, yeah, and I'll just touch on it real quick. I just, I just want to say, I, I think it's easier than people think to get involved. Like I said earlier, mm. get creative with it. I think that's what helps me spark my fire, where my energy comes from, is I think creatively. So for instance, I love basketball. And so if you boil spirally down to anything basketball i'm like okay how can i help out from there basketball wise who needs you know lessons in basketball stuff like that and then you move on to kids with special needs like they're just think creatively mm -hmm. i think that's the best way to do it um and you will find something out there that you love to do so yeah that's it that's it well guys i, I hope and, and our prayer is that you took something from this that, that you can use to your benefit um and, and either grow closer to the lord or, or help make a difference in the community because the lord knows we needed our communities needed there's so many needs out there guys find that one you're passionate about really encourage you to check that out wow that was just the outpouring of the heart right there. you uh you carried me to the finish line so now you know some days you know it's like a reggie bush lindale white situation back in the day at usc um some days some go off more than others I did not. If you would have told me before this show that we would fit Lindell White into our faith writing, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. But we did it. But we did it. We did it. Well, guys, as always, we're thinking about you. We love you. We're praying for you. We'll see you soon. One more episode coming up, dropping Monday. And that is our last one for season one. That's it. And I know what you're thinking. Angie still hasn't texted me. <laughs> She has it. We actually, I think I have a story to share next or on Monday that I'm excited to talk about. Actually, I'm not excited about it, but it is going to be shared. So, all right, guys, take care. We'll see you soon. Hit us in the DMs. Let us know what you thought about this show. Any questions you have, we'd love to hear from you guys at figureitout_podcast. out underscore podcast. We'll see you Monday.